25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to him. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks in The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Guys with an eye patch and three fingers sell the best fireworks. (laughs) You hear me? (laughs) Let me repeat. Guys with an eye patch and three fingers sell the best fireworks. That is a tweet from Mike Leach, the head football coach at Washington State University a few minutes ago, 17 minutes ago. And so at this point in the day, the race for the tweet of the day is over. It's already over at this point. Guys with an eye patch and three fingers sell the best fireworks. (laughs) It's going to be fireworks time soon. We got fireworks going on around here because the show has begun. I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service, and that's the way it ought to be. One-on-one. Deal with your agent one-on-one. So, baseball on tap today. You have elimination game between the Louisville Cardinals. They're unlike Stanford. They are a bird, and it is plural as opposed to a singular color. The Louisville Cardinals versus the Auburn Tigers at 1 o'clock. They're going to throw out first pitch. 1 o'clock Central on ESPN. The loser goes home. The winner will advance to face another elimination game. And then um, <clears throat> you got Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, 6 o'clock. First pitch. That also on ESPN. Both those teams are in the winner's bracket. So... Nobody goes home. You just uh, whoever loses goes on to play an elimination game. That's how all that's worked. So two games today, and I'm going to help you out uh, with some previews and all that kind of stuff coming up. When I say all that kind of stuff, I mean like what Tim Corbin, the head coach at Vanderbilt, has been saying about Mississippi State leading up to this game. What he's saying about it. So that's coming up. What some other people are saying about it. So that's coming up as well. You also had a a round of games uh, yesterday. What, two games yesterday out in the College World Series where Arkansas got bounced back to Arkansas. They lost to, who did they lose to? Michigan. No, it wasn't Michigan. Texas Tech, that's who beat them. Texas Tech beat Arkansas and so eliminated the Hogs, two and Q. That's, you know, that that phrase uh, that you get 
I don't know where it originated, but it um, people have always said that. If you lose two games and go home, they call it two and Q, as in two and barbecue. Kind of appropriate with Arkansas, huh? <laughs> two, two and Q, baby. Yeah, so um, Arkansas's done. Texas Tech moves on. Then last night, you had a winner's bracket game between Michigan and Florida State, and gracious alive. It was uh, just an unbelievable pitching performance for Michigan. What's the kid's name? Henry? Wasn't that his name? Whew. He was unbelievable. And they talked about it. Those coaches from on both sides, they talked about it. You know, it's one of those where you um, – you know the kid's good if he's drafted in the uh you know if he's drafted in the first round well he wasn't drafted in the first round he was drafted in the second round but somebody drafted in the second round of the major league draft you know they're good he's good i don't know where in the world to find box scores of these games and stuff though you might know here it is all right found it <laughs> like as soon as i say it boom it pops up right there I will say, though, the the NCAA website, by and large, is just really difficult to navigate. Tommy Henry is the kid for Michigan. Nine innings pitched, three hits. Ten strikeouts, no walks. Complete game shutout, ten strikeouts, no walks. Allowed no runs on three hits. Faced 32 batters, obviously. So there you go. Now... Uh, before we get into a couple of other things, I want to um, kind of hit the reset here and make sure you know that you can be a part of the show. You can text, you can call, you can tweet. All right. So let me start you off on the Divini Equipment phone. Divini Equipment in Madison and Jackson, they are your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. right there, right here at home. Divini, great folks over there. Jonathan. Folks up in Madison, Bruce, and the guys down there in Jackson. And y'all hit them up, DaviniEquipment.com. Great deals on Kubota, Red Max, everything from big commercial uh, tractors, mowers, to the hand tools. Just everything in between. They'll help you service it as well. Keep it running. So uh, check them out, Davini Equipment. All right, the number to the Davini phone is 995-1059. 995-1059. Give me a shout. It's a 601 number. Also, you may text the text line, 885-ESPN. Hit me up, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. And on Twitter, I'm Radio Wyatt. Butch sent me a tweet earlier, and he says, Hey, I love the show, but can I make a small request? He's talking about when we post the podcast. I have a podcast channel, iTunes and all this, all, all these just really anywhere you get a podcast, you just look for The Matt Wyatt Show, and it it posts there hour by hour on demand every day when we do this radio show. He says, any chance you could add show notes and topics to the pods when you release them? I don't have time to listen to them all. It would be great to be able to search, uh, see which topics I'm interested in. Man, the only problem with that is it just takes so much time. <laughs> Butch. And, you know... I do all that myself, and uh, inevitably you're going to leave something out. I can't always just sit here and take notes throughout the show as to what we're talking about and when because we kind of fly by the seat of our pants. 
I sort of plan things out, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. So, heck, man, I, I'm sorry. You may just have to flip through there. And the thing about it is, I I used to, I used to break the radio show down, and post individual segments and interviews and all that kind of stuff on the podcast, and then. I started getting tweets and messages. Hey, can you just do the whole thing? <laughs> so I can't figure out a way to make everybody happy. Trying, though, but I can't figure it out. I know one thing that makes me happy is talking about old sitcoms. Before the show, Roger's not here today. Beaver is in. And before the show, Beaver, I mentioned a... Oh, I played a, I played a song for you, and I was like, do you know what show this is? It was this song right here. And and you knew right away which song it was, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Home Improvement. Tell me again. So apparently you used to do a radio show there on the station, WRKS, The Zone in Jackson. And while you were doing the show, you just watched old episodes of Home Improvement. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely right. My, uh, my old four to five host. Yeah. We would be in here and. Our TV, which doesn't pick up much, but it picked up the Hallmark Channel, which showed like four hours of home improvement every <laughs> afternoon. So while we're sitting here doing a sports talk radio show, just look up, hit some home improvement. <laughs> yeah. It was a great show. I mean, it really was. You know this one? My eyes are getting weary. My back is getting tight. I'm sitting here King of Queens. Bingo. King of Queens. It's a very funny show. Um, I don't know if there's any reruns of that on or not. I don't know. Another show we brought up was uh, Coach. I miss Coach. I do too. Craig T. Nelson, Dauber. Uh, you had what? Uh, Coach um, Luther. On the show, he was Luther Van Dam, but he was played by Jerry Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke's brother. I used to, here it is. I got it. I knew I had it. Here's an old clip. A couple of my favorite things of Luther on Coach. Check it out. Check it out, Beaver. Have you noticed people getting bigger? <laughs> I was just in the weight room. You should see the size of the guys we got playing for us next year. I mean, they are huge. I'm just afraid we're outgrowing the planet. Look at the facts. In my day, I was considered big. And Hayden, in your day, you were a big guy. And Dauber, when you played first, you were the biggest guy we had. I just saw 10 guys got feet bigger than you. <laughs> I'm just wondering where it all is. I mean, if people keep getting bigger, then, you know, houses got to get bigger. <laughs> Which means towns are going to get bigger. I mean, it just doesn't stop. <laughs> and we're going to have to feed these giants. Where are we going to get the food? We're not going to get the food because there's not going to be land to grow the food on. <laughs> Just huge people running around looking for something to eat. <laughs> it means it's just a matter of time before people start eating each other. <laughs> hey, that only leads to one thing. People just keep eating until there's one person left. You know, a 30 to 40 foot fat guy. <laughs> and that was the intro to the show. I mean, that was it. The whole intro. I love- I love how that started, like, so innocently, because it is a fact. Football players especially, they're just getting bigger. They are. They but I are. love how it started with that and ended, like, in cannibalism, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I know. Isn't it great? 
I mean, it starts with an innocent observation of a coach going, have you seen how big these guys are? They're just getting bigger every year, okay, which we have all said and thought at one point. And less than two minutes later, he's arrived at the conclusion that someday we're only on this earth going to have giant people eating each other. (laughs) Yeah. He said, we ain't going to have any land to grow the food on. (laughs) It was great. Do you remember the time that Luther Van Dam, one of the storylines on the show, the assistant coach for Hayden, the Minnesota State Screaming Eagles or whatever it was, he left Minnesota State and went and took a head coaching job himself at another school. You remember that? No. Yes. And then he got in trouble with the NCAA. What can I do for you, Bertram? I uh, I just received a very strange phone call. You didn't, by chance, run into a Coach Freeman from Harrison College today, did you? Yeah, yeah, at lunch. Uh, nice guy. We were eating at the same restaurant. You went to lunch with the team. Sure did. What? Well, the uh, NCAA just called. Apparently, Coach Freeman notified them because he said he saw you pick up the check for the entire team. You didn't buy lunch for the entire team, hey, did you, Luther? Don't worry about it, Barry. It wasn't any big deal. The most expensive thing was like $7.95. Oh, my God. <laughs> Luther. Don't you know that buying a player anything, even a lunch, is a direct violation of the NCAA code? Well, I never thought of that, Bert. I mean, it was my first day. I was just trying to make an impression. Oh, you made an impression, all right. We are going to be put on probation. This disqualifies us for any postseason games. Scholarships are going to be revoked. None of our games can be televised. And who in the hell would want to play for a school that's the laughing stock of the whole league? In one day, you have single-handedly destroyed a program I worked 15 years to build. <laughs> It was mostly pastas and salad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was mostly pastas and salads. (laughs) Beaver, you know you're laughing. (laughs) Hey. Yeah, he got him on NCAO probation like the first week he took the job, and it didn't last too long. All right, so... Wherever you, if y'all know where we can watch old episodes of Coach without having to go out and go like totally retro and buy a box set of CDs, DVDs, sorry, DVDs or video, then let me know because they used to have Coach on Netflix and then it went away. <clears throat> yeah. It's gone now. Makes me sad. Now's a good time before I transition over to baseball. Now's a good time to um, pick up something where we left off yesterday. It kind of makes sense. Since Beaver is in here this week, a few days for Roger, as well as if you listen to this show, Matt Wyatt's show, on the thezone1059.com. I'm sorry, the zone 1059 or the zone1059.com. If you listen live on the zone uh, 10 to noon, then there's a switcheroo happening next week, next Monday, starting on the 24th. Beaver and Chris, who do the Gridiron Show 
on the zone are moving up into this time slot and will be on with you from 10 to noon. And me and Raj, Matt and Roger, moving back to their time slot. We're doing a swap. And so this show, starting next week, will be airing from noon to 2 p.m. We're doing a switcheroo. So if you listen live at this time normally, then you're going to get a lot of Beaver and a lot of Chris Brooks coming your way starting next week. Uh, if you listen to this show on WBLE 100.5 in Batesville at night or WVBG 1077-1490 Vicksburg, you will not be affected uh, in any way. But you're going to get to know Beaver. You might as well get a head start, right? So yesterday I asked Beaver uh, what his favorite sitcom was and number one, Seinfeld, and then boom, right off the bat, I say, what's number two? He says, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Hilarious show. Lots of respect for Beaver for that one. Let's learn a little bit more about Beaver. Beaver, um... Hey, can I interject one thing real quick? Yeah, yeah, please. Please. It's related because we're talking about... We were talking about sitcoms, we were talking about Coach. Yes. There's an episode, and it's one of my favorite quotes ever. There's an episode where... The gang on It's Always Sun in Philadelphia. Um, let's see. Who was it? It was D. Oh, Mac and Charlie. They faked their own death. Okay. And then they were trying to haunt their friends. <laughs> so they come out, and Mac is yelling about, yeah, it's like a poltergeist. Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> what did he say Craig T. Nelson for? Because he was on Poltergeist? Yeah. <laughs> but he was so jazzed up at Craig T. Nelson. I love that. Like the Craig T. Nelson war cry. <laughs> That's great. So Craig T. Nelson made it onto It's Always Sunny. Absolutely. <clears throat> that is fantastic. That's fantastic. You know, there weren't just a ton of like big time A-list celebrity um, appearances cameos on it's always sunny was there not a lot of those no they <laughs> let's see rob the, the weirdest thing in the world rob thomas the lead singer of matchbox love 20. that episode when he and sinbad are in the crazy yes. house yes i i don't know i've laughed a lot at that show beaver but i don't know that i've laughed any harder <laughs> than when dennis wakes up in a mental institution on a bed and the first thing he sees are Rob Thomas and Sinbad standing over him. And Sinbad proceeds to lay down the law and tell him what's up. And even points to his headshot on the wall and says, I'll sign that for you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rob Thomas and Sinbad. But I don't know what else. Uh, that's all I can remember that's off all the top I can of my remember head. Too. This didn't happen very much. All right, uh, here's what I was going to ask you real quick, Beaver. Um, you have a favorite team? Now, we're supposed to be able to be objective, and, and but it's no question. Like, I went to state. I played at state. I'm a state guy. But I have the ability to talk about them or Ole Miss or anybody uh, objectively when it really comes down to it. Um, you know, Chris, for instance, he's an Ole Miss fan, but he has the ability to talk about them or anybody else objectively. So I'm not painting you in a corner here, but do you have a favorite team around here? Are we talking college football? Yeah. Um, eh, not around here. I, okay. We've discussed this a lot at noon. Okay. Right? Well, see, and I haven't heard it. I'm trying. I'm, I'm introducing you to maybe a, you know some an earlier audience. Well, I get a lot of flack for it because it's Alabama, 
And your first thought is bandwagon. Yeah, right. And I get it. But I actually had an uncle, an Uncle Rusty Nails. Uh, wait a minute. He called himself. Okay, all right. When he owned a tattoo shop. Because <laughs> that's who you want to get a tattoo from is Rusty Nails. But anyway, he played for Bear Bryant. Okay. Gave Bear Bryant a tattoo, actually, after he graduated. Really? And Uncle Rusty Nails used to, that's how I got into Bama. He it, would always tell the stories, you know, like an old uncle's going to do. Yeah, sure. And that's what brought me in. And he played for the bear. Your family member played for Bear Bryant. Right. All right, I'm giving you the chance here if you want to sing the Alabama fight song. You don't have to, but I'm just giving you an opportunity. I, I don't <laughs> want to because I don't think anyone needs to hear that. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No kidding. All right, so Alabama. See, I, I know a lot more about you today than I did prior to yesterday's show. It seems, you know, we, we have a uh, similar taste in sitcoms. And you have an uncle who played at Alabama. I grew up in Alabama. Sure did. Around a lot of those Alabama folks. So, you know, been most of his life, kind of been an Alabama guy because his family goes all the way back to the bear. See? Now we know a little more about Ben Beaver. All right. uh, I'll get it on the tracks here when we come back. It's time to preview a little bit of baseball. You're going to have State versus Vandy tonight. State's got their hands full, but Vandy does too. What are they saying on the other side? I'll give you some of that coming up next on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? Yeah, it is because I took the garbage out. Garbage picks up on Tuesday. I don't know what it is. I'm having a hard time figuring out which day it is lately. What's that all about? Am I working too hard or not hard enough? What's that all about? (laughs) It's Tuesday, and you can be a part of the show. Best way to do that is on the Divinity Equipment phone. Call me. 995-1059. 995-1059. It is a 601 area code. 995-1059. Right now we have Jay hanging on in Baltimore. Big game tonight, Jay. Plumley's going to pitch. Well, I, I'm absolutely excited. I once told you that I thought Chris Lamonis listened to the show. I'm now convinced of it. I think it's pretty clear I'm becoming the George Costanza to his Seinfeld. You know, we know that episode where George goes against his every instinct and does and does the opposite and finds success. Well, I recommend Plumley for the regional. He goes with again. I yeah. pushed for a little small ball. He had opportunities the other night, but he bypassed that. Uh, and now he clearly tuned into the Matt Wyatt show yesterday and made sure he went went against my gen pick. <laughs> yeah, you know I. Uh, maybe it's why – and look, how are we going to argue with it at this point, right, Jay? 
I mean, he's he's made all the right moves. So uh, he really has. I, I think the only thing that really kind of made me think about possibly again in game two or tonight is because I just him being a freshman, it's not a win or go home. I thought he could be a little bit more relaxed. Uh, but make no mistake about it. This is the game. It's the big game. And I do like the fact that Plumlee's a senior and I think he's built for it. Yeah. I think that's, you know, really and truly pitch location, all that kind of stuff. It's all these exact little intricate things that are going to make the difference in the game. But, you know, you could step back, take a higher elevation, look at this thing, Jay, and go, you know, it's senior versus freshman. And it's experience versus non-experience when you're away from home in this kind of environment. And I, I was listening. Let me give you a heads up. I was listening to an interview that Brett Hudson did um, and posted this morning on the Dogpile podcast uh, covering Mississippi State baseball. He talked with Adam Sparks, who covers Vanderbilt for the Tennessean. And it was a really interesting conversation from the Vanderbilt side of it. Uh, Sparks really knows that team. He's there with them every step of the way, has been for years. And he spoke to how good Kumar Rocker is and has been as a freshman pitcher for Vandy. He's going to throw tonight. He's coming off that 19-strikeout no-hitter against Duke in a Super Regional where his slider was unhittable and all that kind of stuff. But even he talked about, still, this is Omaha – it's different, and that's a freshman. So he kind of made you think for Rocker, for uh, Vandy, that's either going to go really well or really not because he's seen it go both ways because of the whole freshman thing. If you think about it, as talented as JT Ginn is, we've seen it go both ways, either electric for seven innings, but we've also seen some short outings and saw him get hit versus LSU and get a little sore. You know what I'm saying? So – for State, with Plumley out there, <clears throat> you just have a guy who mentally is cool as a cucumber, is going to be unaffected by anything that happens early in the game. I don't think the atmosphere is going to really bother him that much. And so you're kind of betting on senior versus freshman also with this whole decision, you know? No, I agree. And and by the way, I did listen to that this morning. It was a really nice job by Brett. Yeah. Um, I was definitely, after listening to it or during it, uh, while I was listening to it, I was definitely concerned as he was really talking about the strength of, of, of uh, the kid. He, he looks great. Um, I think this is really probably going to come down to the bullpen, though, right? Because this is a game that is all in. If you win tonight, you won't pitch till Friday. That's it. So yeah. he's going to use everybody in the bullpen. If I, he I, has probably, to. Yeah. I would bet right now that it's not going to be. Uh, Rocker or or Plumley that's really going to determine this game. It's probably going to be late. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And you know, and if you're state, if you're state, you hope you get into Vanderbilt's bullpen some. And I mean, they're they're hoping the same thing on the other side. But sure, you know, honestly, state fans, you see certain guys run out of your bullpen out there on that mound. You know, you throw Colby White out there in the seventh inning or something like that. You got a lot of confidence. You know, you get you get to Cole yep. Gordon, you've got a lot of confidence. So, um, so we'll see how it goes. Six o'clock, first pitch. I'll be watching. Go dogs. Yep, me too. Thank you for the call. Uh, a lot of calls. So let's just do that right now. 
on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Look them up, DivinityEquipment.com. Arthur has been hanging on the longest. Hey, Arthur. Hey, good morning, Wyatt. How are you? Great. What's up? Uh, long time listen to your show. I've called a couple times. Good. Look, I'm a JSU fan, and uh, you know I can appreciate your opinion. On I'd like to know what you think we might do this year, uh, given our new coaching and everything. You know, the, when you say you know new, the thing about it is, is Coach Hendricks been there. How many years has he been there on the staff and on campus prior to getting the head coaching job? Well, see, that's it. John has been at JSU for at least, uh, what, three years? And now he's kind of moving – he's just moving into the office down the hall. So instead of being on one side of the ball, he's going to move in there and be your head coach. And with a first-year head coach – and that's the thing about Coach Hendricks. It's not like you went out and hired somebody who had been a head coach elsewhere. He's familiar with you, but the whole being a head coach thing is new to him. But he's a long-time guy. He's a veteran now. As I told you, Coach Hendricks was our defensive line coach for several years when I was in college at Mississippi State. And, man, he had great players and great defensive lines. He was Joe Lee Dunn's defensive line coach those last couple of years in the state when I was there, 98, 99. Wow. And they had the number one defense in the country. His Coach Hendricks, wow. Coach Hendricks' defensive line at State in '99. If I count them up, he had like three, four guys drafted off that defensive line. Yeah, John Hilliard and uh, Alvin McKinley and some of those. Willie Blade, Dorset Davis, Toby Galladay. <laughs> I mean, it was a loaded bunch of guys that he coached. I, I just what I'm saying is from personal experience. I know he can coach. I know he knows football. I know he's a great motivator. And he's old school in that fact. In that I, I don't I, I would I know he's been around, but I would guess that those players at JSU come August, they're about to go through one of the toughest, if not the toughest, fall camps they've ever been through. And and that's gonna benefit them because that's Coach Hendricks' makeup. So I have high hopes. As far as making a prediction, I just I don't really know how to. You know, I, I want to see him play. I want to see what kind of product he's able to put on the field. We've never seen him head coach a team like this before, so it's all new. You know what I mean? I got understand. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, hey, I appreciate I your appreciate call, you Arthur. Man. Yeah, call me anytime. All right. And just because I want to and because and I, and I was slow on the uptake when Arthur called and said he was a JSU fan, uh, any chance I have to throw a little sonic boom in there, I'm going to do it. So here you go. Enjoy. It's quick. All right. Zach is up on the uh, Divini phone. What's up, Zach? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Great. Uh, love listening to your show, man. Let's do it every day. Uh, Thank first you. Time caller. I'm just wondering. What kind of game you think we're looking at tonight? Low score with a uh, Plumley and Rocker. Or... I, I have a feeling. You, you didn't call here to get me telling you what's in my what what gut feeling I have. You really want some analysis, but I just think looking at I think you're gonna have to score some runs to win this game tonight. Right. This is I I look and people go well you're crazy. He's coming off a 19 strikeout no hitter. 
Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you how rare that is. That's the first super regional no hitter in history. Okay. So yeah, Kumar Rocker's good, but the chances that he backs that up in the College World Series by going out and throwing another no hitter are slim to none against this state lineup. And the same thing for Plumley. Plumley is not a swing and miss guy. He is a drive you crazy, getting balls beat into the ground, getting slow, you know, slow rollers and ground balls to the third baseman choppers that you, you know, just one after the other and the occasional pop-up. So he pitches to contact. And I just think for that reason, I think you're going to have both teams putting the ball in play and scoring some runs. I I see one of those six to five, seven to six type of ball games. That's what I was thinking. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Yeah. Well, sounds like we're thinking along the same lines, Zach. Appreciate the call. Um, Have a great day. You too. Y'all want to call me on the Divinity phone? Feel free. It's 995-1059. And again, you know, you can always be wrong about that stuff. Heck, they could go out there and it could be one zip. One thing we do know, all the games at the College World Series have been so good. Tight games, contested games, one run, two runs. I think I saw a stat yesterday or after last night that said, this is the first time in College World Series history where all of the first six games have been a two-run or less margin. First time that's ever happened. So I think there'll be more runs scored tonight, but I still expect it to be close one way or the other. Rolling along with you here on a Tuesday, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, connected via C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Phone is working. Texts are flying in. And the old Twitter feed is greased and operating smoothly, apparently. Fluffy tweeted the show about you, Beaver. Fluffy! Fluffy Bottoms, who texts also. And he says, although Beaver is contractually obligated to identify as a rammer jammer, <laughs> I can reveal that his true loyalties lie with, uh, lie with the MIT Beavers. <laughs> and he's got a picture of the mascot there. That is a really cool mascot. Let me just say again, mascots are for kids. Can we all agree on that? Everything about a mascot should be about kids. Now, I know that certain places can have a live mascot. Colorado Buffaloes, you've got, you know, the LSU Tigers have a real tiger in a cage. Arkansas Razorbacks put a hog in there, wheel them around. But they also have the big cartoonish inflatable or fluffy or soft cuddly looking mascots and that's really what it's for that's what it's for so don't be out here designing mascots to try and intimidate me because it is not possible to intimidate me with a mascot so mascots don't need muscles and veins they're supposed to be big and round and soft and plump. 
You want to see what a mascot's supposed to look like? Look at the tweet Fluffy Bottom sent to me on Twitter there. At Radio Wyatt. There it is. <laughs> Too much on mascots? Too much on mascots. Got a text here. It says um, that we need to get better output for this show so that they can listen to it south of Florence. Okay. We'll get right on that. <laughs> there are laws and things. Do you know that like airspace is protected? Like you can't see it, but there are boundaries in the air. Did you know that? It's true. Look it up. Here's a text that says, uh, got to meet Bill Buckner back in the summer of 1975 in St. Louis, seeing Dodgers versus Cardinals. He was second only to Pete Rose in total number of hits during the 70s and 80s. Also, he never struck out more than twice in any game. And he never struck out more than 40 times in a season. Over 100 players have more than 40 strikeouts already this season. Yeah, well, they hit more home runs. I'll tell you this, the Atlanta Braves are fun to watch right now, aren't they? Austin Riley, the Mississippi kid, is the real deal. Not to mention their leadoff hitter, Ronald Acuna Jr., is about to be one of the top two, three stars in all of Major League Baseball over the next few years. Incredible lineup. They are so much fun. And then a text from Scott here on the text line at 885-ESPN says, Fans are ready for tonight. Just saw an elderly man walking down Clinton Parkway dressed in a state T-shirt, state coach's short, state ball cap, and ringing the crap out of a cowbell. <laughs> Did you really? Pictures or it didn't happen. I need pictures and video. All right, let's head over to the Divinity Equipment phone. Weaver. Rhymes with Beaver is hanging on. What's up, Weaver? <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, two things. One, you talk about mascots. How about the fight in Okra at Delta State? I mean, I wonder who's scared of a, uh, a vegetable. Well, but that's uh, the thing. That's the thing, though. The mascot <laughs> is not supposed to be scary. No. No. <laughs> absolutely. But that's where I played. I played football there. And Atta they put boy. boxing gloves on it. And I went, what? <laughs> so you a statesman on Okra. I was like, uh, I'm going to be a statesman. Uh, I can care less about that. Oh, but secondly, uh, what about, you know, we go in and we talk about this year in, year out with, with State, how good they can be, and they get to the, you know, I think about when they had UCLA uh, and they played them in the finals, and then last year came up short, and how McNamee uh, and the leadership of that team, and they hit, he made that comment, he goes, we will be back. Yeah. And they're back. So how much is it, you think, with State and, you know, to win a championship, you got to be lucky. And you actually have to be good. So what the balance is going into the series with Vanderbilt and seeing the game you lost one in this new tournament? Just how does this play out for them? Uh, is it good for them, average, or is this just a whole other dog here in Omaha? Yeah, uh, Weaver, I tell you now, and when you said it, you're exactly right. You want to go win a championship, you got to have some luck along the way—a lucky bounce, yeah. a lucky break. Auburn third baseman is going to throw out the guy at first to win the game and he throws it into the seats. You know, some things have to happen. Yeah, um, that's what I just think about with teams. Yeah. As, as it goes forward, I think, I think there are teams that's destined to win the first national championship in, in school history for them. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it goes back to senior leadership with these guys with Mangum no and McNamee and those guys. I just, I think they get it done this year. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. Thanks for the call, Weaver. Listen, the yeah, senior, the senior leadership thing, you played – you know it's a real thing. It's hard to quantify it, 
that it qualify quantify it's hard to measure it <laughs> but listen it's a real thing something about it being older and i experienced it as a football player walking out there onto the field my senior year and you look around and you go heck man i'm one of the oldest guys out here it's just different it's that same dynamic of when you were when you were 16 years old you were taller than your dad stronger you could probably lift more weight you're certainly more flexible you certainly are could jump higher run faster than your dad when you were 16 even though you were bigger longer arms run faster more flexible you knew and he knew if you were to tie up and fight each other he would whip you you just it just it's the way it is why experience <laughs> And there's something to that. And State is senior-led. So when you look ahead to next year, you're like, hmm, what about next year? Talented, but not, you know, this is a senior-led team. On the phone is Dan the Man, Coach Mullen from the University of Florida. No, I, I guess it's a different Dan no, the Man. No, don't, don't go there. I, he's a good coach and all that, but he's he, he, he gone. He ain't there no more. Okay, uh, all right. Good to talk to y'all this morning. Look, uh, I think that old song, uh, the boys are back in town, I think it's for real this time, you know, we've been talking about we believe we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Well, I think with the leadership we got on our, our seniors, uh, this freshman who is coming in is dynamic. Uh, who did they play that he got 19 strikeouts on? Okay. Uh, the pitcher tonight for Vanderbilt, Kumar Rocker, is a freshman. His dad is right. Tracy Rocker, the former defensive lineman at Auburn. But he had 19 okay. strikeouts against Duke in a no-hitter in the Super Regional. Hey. Well, again, it goes back to who did they play, and you know, SEC is a total different ball ball team than uh, anybody in the ACC, Big Ten. It don't matter where they're from. The SEC is stronger, and we got a senior led team that's going to be more disciplined. Played, they go. I'm making a prediction. I think they're going to run this this kid. It's a whole different uh, playing field. They're going to end up running him from from the game. Uh, he might get a couple strikeouts to which we catch on, but. We're too disciplined at the plate, and we got too good a player to come up here and start swinging anything this guy throws, and he's going to get rattled, and we're going to run him out. We're going we're gonna to put a three spot on him and get him out of the game. Okay. Our guys are going to come in, and the bullpen's going to come in and with the team leadership. They're going to close it down, and we're going to end up giving up a couple runs. But overall, I think we're going to end up winning five to three based on uh, experience three. and based okay. on our discipline. Uh, he, he hasn't faced anybody as disciplined as our guys. I mean, if anybody, any team can, can actually win one. I mean, we played UCLA game a run, but we didn't have the leadership. We didn't have the insight to, to get it done, and they just know how to get it done. A little bit of luck is good, but if you don't have the insight and, and how to, you know, respect the play and respect the, the pitcher, and it, you, you can't you can't get it done. But I, I believe if, if you've got any chance at all to get it done, this is the team that can get it done because, I mean, if the coach is good, but the leadership. It all goes back to leadership. Hey, if you ain't got the, the right young people making decisions, you can't get it done. Dan, are you um, – you, you don't happen to be that guy that they were texting me about um, walking down the street in Clinton ringing a cowbell, are you? No, but I'll I tell you what, if I wasn't working <laughs> driving down the road now, I would be – I'd be yelling and probably doing worse than that, man. they probably call the popo and put me in the, in the popo myself. But, uh-huh. you know, it's – we we gotta believe, man. And I know we know we had our run in football, but this 
this baseball team, sir, they've got it together, and I believe it's destiny, and I'm praying that they get it done because Mississippi State needs, needs something to take them to the next level. You know, we don't want to say, well, they got to the World Series and they were runner-up. It's, it's time we need to be the champion this year. Okay. And I think we've got the leadership and the ability to do it. And, and, and all i got to say about that is go dogs. boy. Thanks for the call, Dan. Thank you. Uh, hey, check this out real quick. Uh, hour two coming up. Plenty to get into. I promise you I'm going to let you hear from Tim Corbin what he said about his Vanderbilt team heading into tonight's game against Mississippi State. Other stuff from the College World Series. But I got a message from one of Dan the Man's heroes, John Bond. Coach John Bond. They're having a football camp at St. Joe this Thursday and Friday. Let's see. Well, actually, it's the 20th and 21st for the 7th through 9th graders. Yeah, but today, uh, I'm sorry, it's um, next month, they're going to have a camp for the high schoolers in the middle of July. But on the 20th and 21st, June 20th, 21st, rising 7th through 9th graders from 9 to noon at St. Joe's over there on the campus for their football camp, two-day camp with John Bond at St. Joe's. Y'all check them out. It's on their website also. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.